There's no business like show business, like no business I know. It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. From the beautifully restored Brownwood Lyric Theater in revitalized downtown Brownwood, it's waxing lyrically. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! The podcast devoted to and hosted by our own Lyric Theater players. Now here's your host for tonight's show, Paul Underwood. We are here with the managing director of the Lyric Theater, Eric Evans, to announce the shows that we are going to put on the Lyric stage in 2022, and we are so excited about it. We can't even wait to get all the directors firmed up yet. We want to tell you people what you're going to get an opportunity to see in 2022. Welcome, Eric. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. And it's nice to be. I'm staring out the window in historic downtown Brownwood. How about that? Cool. Yeah. yeah, we're in the Waxing Lyrically Studios, of course. And let's just get right to it. You know, the board of directors met and we approved these shows. How many shows are we talking about for the calendar? So we have six shows that are in the um, what I call the patron packages. And then we have an additional high school heavy uh, musical section, which is a full musical, full blown musical. And then we have two children's theater workshop plays. And then mm-hmm. we have a children's show that comes in November. Oh, that's, that's right. That is adults playing for children. So. Well, without any further ado, and see, I said that again. <laughs> you said adieu. That's right. <laughs> Let's go straight to our first show. And we usually do a play in the wintertime around February. We try to do uh, what, we, what is affectionately called straight plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're starting off this year in February with, I think, a great play, Three Musketeers. I'm so excited about this show. I know that uh, Joe Dennis, um, <laughs> who's, uh, uh, you know, we've been on stage quite a bit and he's he's new to the board. He was really kind of pushing for a great swashbuckling show like this. Yes, yeah, matter of fact, he's going to be our sword fight choreographer because uh, apparently Three Musketeers has more than one sword fighting opportunities. People are going to enjoy this show. It's going to have that period costume yes. that you get, you know, this very Shakespearean look, you know, puffy sleeves and things like that. Uh, and then along with, you've got sword fighting. Then you've got this dry humor that's going to come come alongside of it, too. So. And that's what you think of when I think of Three Musketeers. Of course, I may be thinking of movie versions, but it's that witty repartee you yes, know, between yes. all the, at least those male characters there. Yes, yes. Uh, just a quick synopsis here. D'Artagnan and his three friends fight in the king's musketeers for the honor of the queen who is trying to hide her affair with the duke of buckingham does this sound like the correct three musketeers <laughs> yes, story yes you need a damsel in there and you need an affair and a queen uh, the so, evil so. cardinal uh, richelieu and his scheming milady de winter try to foil their success at every turn the adventure takes them to england and back as they fight for their king and queen three musketeers premieres 
Friday, February 11th, and we're going to do this for two weekends. That's right. Eight performances of The Three Musketeers, again, on stage February 11th, the last show being February 20th. So if you're interested in auditioning for The Three Musketeers, make yourself available during those It'll times. It'll probably happen. We're, we're going to announce all the audition dates within the next probably four weeks. We'll announce all of them. We try to audition at least two months out. So mm-hmm. you're going to have auditions for the Three Musketeers in December. There you go. Okay, let's move right along now to a spring straight play once again. And once again, we have a Ken Ludwig show. <laughs> now, that's probably the only thing that's going to be similar in these two plays is they're the same writer. But don't expect anywhere near the same show, right? No, no. This one is going to be along the same quality writing that you'll find in any Ken Ludwig production. But this particular show is called Leading Ladies. Give us a description of it, Paul. Set in the 1950s, Leading Ladies focuses on two English Shakespearean actors. So there's your Shakespeare, Eric. Jack and Leo, who find their careers in a rut. They are currently performing scenes from Shakespeare on the Moose Lodge circuit in Amish County of Pennsylvania when they hear that an old lady in York, Pennsylvania, is about to die. And she's about to leave her fortune to two long-lost English nephews. However, the actors resolve to pass themselves off as her beloved relatives to get the cash. Hilarity ensues when it turns out the relatives are actually nieces and not nephews. (laughs) And things get even more complicated when Leo falls madly in love with the old lady's vicious niece, Meg, who's engaged to the local minister. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack. So uh, normally if we get guys in drag on stage, uh, one of them's going to be the mayor, usually. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm not for sure if Stephen Haynes is willing to to don that skirt once again. (laughs) But... um, just the description is going to tell you that this is going to be a funny show. Do you ever see the the show Some Like It Hot? Uh, I'm aware of it. I think that's is that Marilyn Monroe and Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it it kind of has some hilarity of that nature inside of it. And so you combine that with uh, the Tom Hanks first role bosom, bosom buddies, buddies, maybe. <laughs> we are the same age, aren't we? I love that show. I, I do. I thought that was one of the funniest shows out there. Yes. So there you go, Leading Ladies, and it will premiere on the Lyric Stage on April Fool's Day. Yes. And it will run two weekends also, with the last performance being April 10th for Leading Ladies. And it's going to have three female and five male in Leading Ladies. That's correct. Two of which play women. Yeah. So if you think about it, it's really... Five female and three males, <laughs> if, if you give it that. That also falls around Easter. So Easter doesn't happen until April 17th this year. Yeah, It's the third Sunday. So we'll be through with these productions prior to Easter. And then we get into our, and this is something we did for the first time this past summer, is we had a, how do you characterize this, more of a teen-driven show? We do a full musical that has a lot of high school characters in it, Mm -hmm. played by high school characters. We only do it one weekend because we just can't shove another weekend of performances into our summertime. Right. So this is a high school-heavy, full theater production that is open to 
all area high school students, and there are adults that, that are inside the show. So we try to have adults playing the adult roles, and then we try to have high school kids playing the high school roles yeah. inside of it. We and did Grease last year, went over fantastic. Yes. Uh, it's a heavy dance show. Uh, it's a fun show. The music is fun. The characters are fun. There's a poignant storyline inside of it, thought-provoking moments for the audience to uh, experience and to let resonate in their minds. Most everybody's familiar with Footloose from the, the movie that came out sometime in the 80s there. Great soundtrack, by the way. It is a great uh, soundtrack. Footloose is the story of Ren McCormick, a teenage boy from Chicago. He and his mother moved to the small town of Beaumont. Now, that's spelled B-O-M-O-N-T. <laughs> that would be one suggestion I might have. Could we change the... The town, so people aren't confused with the coastal city of Beaumont? So we can change that. We just can't tell anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just keep that a secret if, right. we, if we decide to Don't do that. Don't let it out there. He and his mother moved to the small town of Beaumont after his father abandons them. Upon arriving, Wren finds himself at odds with most of the town. Of course, he's from progressive Chicago, right? So he clashes with the the reverend, and the reverend has convinced the town to outlaw dancing, which Wren finds unbelievable. Uh, it's a great storyline, and it's going to resonate with people regardless. Uh, so I'll just read the last sentence here. Wren convinces the reverend to let the teenagers dance and in the process helps the town to heal from a tragedy that affected them all. Mm-hmm. So there's that poignancy coming That's in correct. there too. Mm-hmm. All right. Cannot wait for Footloose. So parents of high schoolers or the high school kids that may be listening to that, be sure you block off June 3rd through the 5th for Footloose on the lyric stage, that great musical there. All right, now let's get into our very busy July schedule. (laughs) I could not be more proud of what takes place with our theaters, children, workshops. Uh, We have an older group and a younger group. The younger group starts at third grade, going into third grade in 2022, and then, you know, through sixth grade. And then there's a seventh grade through high school age kids. It takes place over the period of the entire summer, so they meet twice a week for the entire summer, and then at the end of July, they'll perform their shows. Our summer musical that we do for the Lyric Patrons comes before those children's shows. That's correct. So let's start with that big summer musical. Of course, we just came off the very successful Mamma Mia, uh, you know, one of my favorite shows. I was in the show, Eric, just for that music, you know. (laughs) Yes, I could not be more pleased with how Mamma Mia turned out. So how do you follow that up in the next year? You go from Mamma Mia to, well, let me just play this song first. Okay. okay? And and that may just kind of give it away, all right? Come on, babe, why don't we paint the town and all that shit? It's unmistakable. We are going to put on Chicago. (laughs) I I, I have been wanting to do this. Other than Hello, Dolly. Yeah. This has been my number one choice of shows to put on the stage. It is a beast of a show. Uh, But it is a diverse cast. It is lots of women and men. It is the characters are all very out there. 
Whereas, you know, Three Musketeers, it's mainly a male-driven show. This one, you know, your two main characters are female in this show. Yes. People are going to absolutely love Chicago. And the music is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's just fantastic. And so I Um, couldn't be more excited about doing Chicago. The set. uh, The set is fantastic. Uh, So... It'll be cool. So if you're not familiar with Chicago, where have you been? But it takes place in the (laughs) mid-20s. Velma Kelly, who, with her sister, performed a famous and popular double act until Velma is arrested for the murder of her sister and husband, who she found in bed together. Welcome the audience to the show with all that jazz. Meanwhile, vaudeville wannabe Roxy Hart... Um, I'm going to quit reading this. <laughs> yeah, don't you want to just sing? You want to sing like that music to me? That's just great. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I cannot wait for uh, <laughs> Chicago, uh, for somebody who can't really dance. I don't know if there's going to be a part for me in this or not, but we'll see. But another show with great music. Oh, this is great music. Uh, Chicago takes the lyric stage on July the 8th, so right after the 4th of July. You've got four weekends of show that are back to back to back here. Chicago opens the 8th. Chicago closes the 17th. And then, boom, right at on the 22nd, the very next weekend, we get into our first of the children's shows, Eric. Right. And I'll let you talk about this one. So this one here, this kid's show is going to be Fame Junior. Once again, great dancing. It's another one of those sugar stick shows that people like to be in. Takes place at a prestigious performing arts school. Fame Junior takes the stage July 22nd. And for that one weekend, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of July. And then... And then the very next weekend. Now, what are the age groups for Fame Junior versus the show we're about to talk about? So, Fame Junior is uh, kids entering seventh grade mm-hmm. and then going through high school. Okay. Those that have uh, that are entering into high the their senior year in high okay. school, and they'll come from a, a big swatch of people. We get students from Coleman, Comanche, yeah. Goldthwait. Early, Bangs, Brownwood. I, we have kids from May that come here. Um, we have kids that are homeschooled, kids from uh, Cross Classical Academy that are a part of this. Uh, it is a great place for kids to learn other kids and become lifelong friends. So uh, you would have an opportunity, if you so chose, to be in Footloose and Fame Junior. We actually had uh, maybe two or three that did yeah. that this past year. The Footloose, of course, you don't have to pay to get into that. Right. Uh, the Kids Workshop, we there is a fee for that. And right. so uh, that opens up. And matter of fact, that fills up. I've had to close and had a waiting list for both of those, the older and the younger kids area. And then the younger one is kids going into third grade through kids going into sixth grade. Okay. And this year we're doing the musical adventures of Flat Stanley. Now, I'm kind of familiar with Flat Stanley and that at some, some time or another, maybe a decade ago, somebody brought a Flat Stanley and asked that we take a photo of Flat Stanley at Underwoods, you know, in our little hot roll cabinet. So I did. I remember doing that. I, I bet you that if you go and do a hashtag, 
Bragg, Underwoods, Flat Stanley and Underwoods, yeah. you're going to find it someplace because right. it's a huge popular thing out there still to this day. But I had no idea there was a, I assume, a musical yeah, about it. It's one it? of the most popular kids' musicals out there. Okay. And Flat Stanley is going to travel the world. That sounds like a pretty one-dimensional musical, Eric. Well, okay. <laughs> don't don't get too literal on us here, okay? We might find ourselves in a rock and a hard place pretty quick. But he travels the world, and so you, the kids are going to get to go on this adventure okay. uh, with Flat Stanley, what takes place, and get to experience different cultures, uh, different moments. And then the music, once again, is wonderful. Uh, we have just recently, probably in the last two years, started doing just musicals with the kids. We have kids who come to visit their grandparents from Colorado and from California and from all over the United States who are part of this. Grandparents sign them up very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then so the costumes always look great, and uh, we have great directors for this show. And so I, I'm looking forward to it. We have people that come in and help to teach just the music. We have people that come in and help teach just the choreography. We have people that come in and help teach just the technical aspects of what you're going on in theater. And so the students are going to learn all the different components of theater as well as being on the stage and acting. What a great program. Now, Flat Stanley takes place that very next weekend right after Fame Junior. So you've got the 29th, 30th, and 31st. Again, those are going to be well attended because you've got all the parents and the grandparents and the nephews and nieces and cousins. And, of course, there's the general public that's going to want to go see a lot of kids on stage have a lot of fun. We almost always sell out our our productions and performances for the kids' theater workshops. And I can just see the marketing possibilities there for Flat Stanley. I think he's going to make a comeback around the area He is going to make a comeback. social media. He might even get in your roles, Ben, again. So, okay. <laughs> so just touching on those two children's uh, workshops, because those aren't just performances. Those are workshops that you have to sign up and pay for. When do the parents need to start looking at the dates to get signed up so they're not left out on that? So it almost always opens up the 1st of March. Okay. Uh, All right, so that gets us through our busy month of July there with Chicago Fame Junior and the musical Flat Stanley. Then we get into our fall play. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this play that premiered in 1982? So we tend to, in our fall show, to like to do a comedy and then we like it to be a classic comedy, like one of those plays that if you're a theater person, it's on your bucket list. I need to be on the stage in that play, and then you have a particular part that you like within that show. And so our fall show this year uh, is going to be one just like that. You can't take it with you right now. We're putting it on the stage. It, not a lot of people know the name of it, but if you're a theater person, you know the name of it and you know what it's in it. So for 2022, we are going to do Noises Off. Mm. And it is one of the most aggressive straight plays we've ever done. Uh, the set, the whole, I don't even know. So read for me your synopsis that you have. So I'm not for sure what all I can tell about the show. The set plays a major role. In this show. Noises Off takes a fond look at the follies of theater folk whose susceptibility to out-of-control egos, memory loss, and passionate affairs <laughs> turn every performance into a high-risk adventure. This play within a play captures a touring theater troupe's production of Nothing On uh, in three stages. You, you, you see this pretend play 
in dress rehearsal, you see the opening performance, and you see a performance toward the end of its debilitating run. So <laughs> just think about how many things can go wrong and uh, all the egos clashing, which never happens up here at our production. Never, yet. ever. <laughs> I can say there, there, there is no more... A dramatic group of people than theater people. Uh, uh, the writer gives us, uh, which is Michael Fran, gives us a window into the inner workings of theater behind the scenes, progressing from flubbed lines and missed cues, which is one of our favorite topics here on yes, Waxing exactly. Lyrically, uh, in dress rehearsal, to the <laughs> mounting friction between cast members in the final performance. The first act, you see them in their grand dress, okay? Uh, the set is set like it is, and you're ready for the next show to be your first performance, public performance. So you see this grand dress going. Then the second act, the, the stage gets flipped, and you see behind the scenes all that's going on while they're out there performing the play. So you're seeing the behind-the-scenes moment. And trust me, from my little read of the script, it's very accurate in many ways. <laughs> and then the third act takes place, and they flip it back around, and you see the resulting of all that chaos that's going on on the stage itself. So the set itself is a huge deal. The actors are a huge deal. It's a two-story set uh, for us, and that's a hard challenged moment for any set designer and construction person yeah. here at the Lyric because um, we've got a beautiful theater but our stage was meant for vaudevillian <laughs> productions right. that were much simpler than things like yeah. Noises Off. But I can promise you this, you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. Noises Off premieres September the 9th and runs all the way through September the 18th. We'll touch on just briefly, we have some dates for our children's theater, which again is not performed by children, but is a play put on for kids. with four kids and uh, schools bus kids into the to the Lyric Theater. That's exactly right. And that's right. going to take place November 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, and that's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and who knows what imaginations that's going to unlock for the kids that go to the Lyric oh, Theater and see it. We have we, we will do 12 performances. Now let's move on to, we always try to do something around the holidays with some sort of a holiday theme. Of course, coming up this December, we've got Elf on the Lyric stage. It's going to be a hoot. Which is going to be great, uh, directed by Billy Harvey. And that one, uh, I think we have auditions for that one coming up in the very September near September the 11th. Future. That's yeah. right. We're going all the way to December of 2022 now to talk about the final performance in our 2022 productions. This is one that kind of celebrates a little anniversary, and I think that's why we're doing this one, Eric. It's part of the thought. So in 2021, um, December the 7th, uh, we'll celebrate the 80th year of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And so that entire year in Brownwood, we're going to be doing different things that right. doesn't celebrate. It's not the right word. It's commemorate. Commemorate. Thank you. And we recognize what happened there and what took place and, and what that did to the American psyche mm -hmm. uh, to some extent. This show is set in the 40s, written by uh, Mark Hayes. Um, some people 
don't know about Mark Hayes, but they've heard his music and anything they've heard, they're going to love. Yeah. You're going to hear music like from the Andrews Sisters, the Lemon Sisters. Uh, you're going to get to hear radio shows because it's set during that radio period. There's a family that's experiencing this on the stage and they're listening to the radio like we would listen to the TV back in the 70s when okay. we would wait for the wonderful world of Disney on Sunday nights or whatever that might have looked at. Other than I was Baptist and I had to go to church. But <laughs> So what's the title of the so show? So the title of the show is I'll Be Home for Christmas. set around that period of time where you start at the beginning of December and it leads up to that culminating moment where the bombing of Pearl Harbor takes place. And mm. so you'll hear the speech from uh, FDR yeah. at it. And then you'll see how this family reacts and how their emotions move around that. And then you'll get to enjoy some absolutely amazing music with it. And then there's also the radio Foley's that are inside of it, too. Oh, so cool. All of that happens uh, on the stage in the side performance areas, and so it'll be a wonderful play. Uh, I do know the director for this one is going to be Dr. Nancy Jo Humfeld. There you go. She's a well-sought-after person for the stuff like this, and so we're looking forward to that particular performance for sure. So there you have it. There is our list of performances for the Lyric Stage for 2022. This is the first you'll be hearing about this. Now, we didn't talk about who's going to direct each show, Eric, because we're still kind of firming all that up. Yes, I broke that little moment when I mentioned Nancy Joe. Right. But that being said, we're, we are firming that up because uh, I try not to, to get all that out there. I, I make recommendations to the board mm -hmm. and that the production committee has uh, thought it through. But then I need to make sure that all of those directors can do these shows and they can fit their schedules to work this out. Because we're asking people who almost always have a professional job out there oh, that are doing things to squeeze something in for us and for our community and so it's a big undertaking to direct of course there is a little stipend i would call it for directors to come in here they might emphasize the word little more than <laughs> stipend but you do it because you love the theater that's exactly you do right. it because you love what you're doing you do it because you you look forward to working with uh, a great cast right so you not only do you have to get the directors you have to find the technical directors to work with them you've got to find the media people to work with them you got to find the set construction people to work with them there's any number of things uh, components matter of fact my list has about 42 people to make a contact with right uh, to get through this and so it's a big deal and um we're looking forward to it i would just say to pay close attention to the brownwood lyric facebook page and i think that's pretty much our best way to get information out as far as audition times for all these shows as soon as it's firmed up who the director's going to be that will also be posted along with that audition time Correct. We're so grateful for it. We're so grateful. I know that the, the the talent on stage, the people that have that want, need, and desire to be on stage to express themselves, what an outlet for them. I don't know where they would go otherwise. And the people that just want to come see and experience live, three-dimensional 
performances <laughs> where you're not staring at a screen of Netflix or, or whatever. I'm just so thrilled that we have the Lyric Theater to uh, offer them that opportunity and just as thrilled that we have you at the helm here, Eric. Well, you're very kind. And uh, I, I must admit, I thoroughly enjoy what I do. I appreciate that. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I said it was going to be a short show. <laughs> we, we, we talked for a while, didn't we? We did. We, you and Well, I'm probably a little more verbose, <laughs> as you have mentioned before. Uh, but I love the theater. I love what it does. And I love the fact that I've been able to watch an eclectic grouping of people walk the streets of historic downtown Brownwood behind your head today. <laughs> it has been interesting. You'd be amazed at the characters that have walked by there. It's really funny. All right. There you have it. We're going to close this one out with a... We'll do a little song from Footloose to close this one out. We did some Chicago in the show. We'll close it out with a with one of my favorite songs from Footloose the Musical. I love this show. Until the next episode where we're going to welcome Kasia Rose. Goodbye, everybody. My baby, don't talk sweet. You ain't got much to say. But he loves me, loves me, loves me. Thanks for listening to Waxing Lyrically, sponsored by the one and only Teddy's Brew House in downtown Brownwood. If you enjoyed our podcast, why not share it with a friend? This is your announcer, Kurt Schneider, wishing all Brownwood Lyric Theater lovers a great day. See you next time.